When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. <laughs> All right, you guys got me? Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll just start back from the beginning of my Eddie Goldman thought, though, and, and I'll edit it back together. Sounds good. Sound good? All right. Mm-hmm. All right, on the topic of Eddie Goldman, uh, he missed the first half of the week with an oblique injury. It sounded like, per Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic, that he practiced later in the week, and he practiced in the last practice on a limited basis. Obviously, we'll see on the plane, uh, you know, turbulence, like I said, with the Trey Burton thing. We'll see if it aggravates it. But, you know, Eddie Goldman's a big part of this run-stopping game, and we really need him. It, it, it stinks because he was a guy who was marred by injuries in the beginning of his career, but then started, to, like, the last two years, it seemed like he started to bring it together. Um, I'm hoping he's out there, but, you know, worst comes to worst, I think Roy Robertson Harris is probably in that spot. And I, I really don't have a problem with that. And I think that, you know, I, I think the coaching staff and the players are prepared for that. But obviously, we want Eddie Goldman in there. He's a guy who got paid. He deserves that money. And the defense is much better with him in there. But I think uh, I expect him to play on Sunday. Yeah, and we're, we're so used to him being a, uh, not a rookie, but a young guy on a, a rookie contract. But mm-hmm. he's, he's getting up there. Like he's, he's a vet now, you know. And so the, well, he got days, the extension. Yeah, well, what I what I mean by that is like, the older you get, the more of these vet days kind of are given to you. I mean, there's days that Kyle Long just doesn't practice because right, he's a veteran, you know, and so maybe those days are starting to hit Goldman, and he just needs he just needs a day, <laughs> a half day, or a lighter day. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing ideas out. No, there. absolutely, especially a guy that's been hit by injuries before, and you know, obliques are sensitive, so you got to treat them with caution. I I don't blame Nagy or the coaching staff at all for holding him out. Yeah, and, that, and then you mentioned it earlier. That's where you look at it and you say, all right, we have Roy Robertson-Harris who really, I mean, I would say had a breakout game against the Packers. Yeah. He tackled Aaron Rodgers with one arm uh, for That's that so sack. It, it was incredible. He's I mean, a this guy, human. Yeah, he's just a huge human. I said in the last podcast, I, I met him at Bears Family Fest, and I was like, oh, my God, he's just a giant. But, I mean, that is where you look at it. And, and you look around the roster and you say, all right, if there's one spot where we kind of could afford maybe one guy to sit out a game just so we can heal a little bit, you know, I, I'm not too upset about it. I'm really not. So I, I think you, you know, I, I – I think he plays, but you, at the on the other side, you could see Nagy and Pace go into it and say, you know what, we, we like the depth that we have there at tackle, whether it's Bullard or whether it's uh or not Bullard, um, I'm blank. Uh, well, yeah, no, Robertson Harris, and then I'm blank. Uh, Balal Nichols, whether it's whether it's yeah. those two, you know, you, you like the depth that you have there, so you you might go into it and say, all right, you know, for all the reasons that Jake mentioned, whether it's the airplane flight, whether it's the altitude in Denver, you might precautionarily rest Eddie Goldman for that reason. 
The thing that I think about with this is that Denver's offensive line isn't the strongest and they aren't one of the top units in the league. So I think if there's a game that you can afford to rest Eddie Goldman, who, I mean, Eddie Goldman's probably a top 12 nose tackle in the league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I think that's, I think you can afford to rest him against Denver. Who's probably a bottom half offensive line unit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Denver, um, but all that, that to say, expected. yeah. All, right, go ahead. all that to say, um, with our original analysis, I really think he's going to play. But I think, I, I think, think so too. Where where we're going with this is if he didn't, we'd be okay. Like if he didn't play, Agreed. we would be fine, and that wouldn't be a game changer at all. Absolutely. Um, and that's and that's not to say that Eddie Goldman's not good or elite. It's just our we have so much depth, and so right. Not that not. I just want to make that clear that it's not yeah. that he's not important. It's just that. <laughs> we're set on the line, which is Eddie Goldman. We know you're listening to this podcast and yeah, we just yeah. want you we, to know we that you. We, we love you and you, you're a great nose tackle. We, we want you to stay here for a long time, but <laughs> you know, it's the Broncos. So, you know, heal up, man. Yeah. I, I love that every now and then we give shout outs to the players. <laughs> we know that they listen. To? So, you know, you know, so far we've given shout outs to Kevin White, Taylor Gabriel, Alan Robinson, I think. And yeah. now Eddie oh, Goldman. and Chase Daniel. Remember I gave like Chase a whole, Daniel. whole Yes. Yeah. A whole apology. <laughs> the for Josh that. Lyles apology. <laughs> I, I searched for that and I cannot find it anywhere. I don't know what happened. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere. I no, I looked. I didn't see. It. Really? I find it. Anyways, uh, you, YouTube censoring Bears Nation podcast. But <laughs> on who doesn't want to hear the voice of Josh Lyles giving a heartfelt apology? But with we'll, some beautiful uh, music in the background, my <laughs> great editing. Um. um Back to the Trey Burton, though, I think it's interesting that we did go out and pick up J.P. Holtz. Um, and speaking of another humongous human, be- human being, he's just a big dude. If you ever just look at his highlights, he's humongous. But um, Trey Burton, if, if he was as healthy as, as, it, as he's coming off and he's, he's coming back to the um, practices and all that, if this, if this is true, then what was the – push for jp holtz and i know ryan pace's big word that he uses all the time is a conviction um i do know the redskins wanted to throw him back on the practice squad but they weren't able to grab him in time and um this is what this is what happened so i don't do you guys have any insight on why we we went out of our way to go get jp holtz if if trey burton is healthy i i don't think it was out of our way i don't think the bears went out of the, i mean he was waived he was on waivers. I think well, it, and we Josh, liked him enough. We liked him enough to drop Ab- Abdullah. I know we put him on the practice Sure, squad, but, sure, but, but I, anyways, I think it's thing like it's someone you watched, and it's someone like you said. It's someone who's a large human. He's got the physical traits. I think it's just you know you know Burton's a little banged up. You know he might not be completely ready. I think it's just precautionary. I think it's someone yeah. you would like to have around and and. and Excuse me. I think it's someone you would like to have around, and just in case, it's a worst case scenario. You know, because and he's got the, he's got the physical traits. Other, I was just thinking about this. Other than Adam Shaheen, I don't know Bron, Broniker as well. Um, yeah. We have Trey Burton, who's originally a quarterback, and then Sal, who is a uh, offensive lineman. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of guys J- who didn't JP, play tight end their whole life. Yeah, JP holds oh. actually plays tight end. Like, <laughs> it, it's just nice to have the depth. I think. Yeah. Right, he played tight end for an actual school too. Like uh, Broniker, do you remember who he played for? Oh God, I don't know. Not. 
No, that's okay. That, that's that's irrelevant. That's but he's been very playing, tough. He's question. been playing in the NFL. Yeah, he's been playing in the NFL. Like he he has experience, but yeah, he's been around. It is, it is interesting <laughs> that JP Holtz actually has tight end experience in that position. But yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I would expect him to be on the practice squad. Who Holtz? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, J- uh, Jake brought it up, right? It's look. You don't know at this point. You don't know about Trey Burton. You don't know what week he's going to be in and what week he's not going to be in. And we just talked about the depth of defensive line. So I'm not too worried about them moving Abdul Anderson. And plus, he is on the practice squad. That can be a quick transfer, you know, up and down to the roster really whenever they want. But um, I think that, you know, Shaheen is really just I think we've come to the point where he's just not that second round talent. And and, and it's just the fact right, whoa, of it whoa, right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, I'm always going to be an Adam Shaheen apologist. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Oh, boy. Adam Shaheen has had ankle and back injuries oh. for the last – I mean, when did we draft him? Three years ago? He's always dealt with injuries. This is the first preseason that Adam Shaheen has come out completely healthy, completely taking reps. I am still a believer in Adam Shaheen. You don't spend a second-round pick on a guy if you don't think he has the athletic traits. Yeah, injuries happen, and it's bad luck a lot of the time. And I think that's what happened with Shaheen. Ankles, backs, they get tweaked a lot. I mean, not saying that I'm an NFL caliber player, but you know, I strained my back in high school, and it took me damn near a year to get over that stuff. So I can only yeah. imagine if you're an NFL player trying to go through practice and run-throughs and, and get hit every day. So I still think Adam Shaheen has that potential. I'm not ready to write him off yet. Kevin, I completely get where you're coming from, where he hasn't shown us a lot yet, and we're getting near the end of the rope, but I don't think we should write him off yet. Look, I mean, in the preseason, I was very complimentary of him. I said that, you know, I I really said that he was going to be the difference maker on the offensive side of the ball if Trey Burton was not in the game. But, you know, he came out week one. He, he, you know, not only did he drop a pass, he was just not getting utilized, which tells me that Matt Nagy has no interest in him getting involved in inside of the offense. And, And I know what we saw week one is really not representative of what Matt Nagy can do. But I just, you know, I just don't really think he's going to, I mean, sure, he's obviously not going to be a guy who's going to be a top 10 tight end in the league in the future. That's obviously out of the question, but I just still don't see him uh, being a reliable guy. And that's why, you know, going back to really the whole thought of this about JP Holtz is why they want him there. You know, uh, Bradley soul again is really not a tight end. You just need a depth player there, especially when you have Shaheen, another guy who's prone to injury and Trey Burton, who you never know is going to be out there. So, so that's the main reason I think that Holtz Holtz is in the locker room right now. I was just looking at our practice squad. Um, we've got Tyler Bray, Ryan Nall, mm-hmm. Thomas mm-hmm. Ives, uh, Alex Bars, Sam Mustafer, Jonathan Harris, James Vodders. Oh no, not James Vodders anymore because he was Cut. he was yep. dropped. Uh, and then Stephen Stephen Denmark, Michael Joseph. But what I think is interesting is we have a tight end. His name's Jesper Horstead. Yeah. And we just went out. So this is just me thinking, and I, I'm sorry, I went down a, a rabbit trail. But we went. I, I say out of our way. That's what the listeners Jake, are here for. Jake, Jake didn't didn't like that term. But going out of our way to go pick up JP Holtz, um, when we have a tight end sitting on our practice squad, I think I think maybe as as fans we should be paying more attention to this move. Um, I think I think Ryan Pace just really liked this this kid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's someone he liked, but that just I don't think that means that the writing is on the wall for Shaheen. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, this was a, this was a rabbit trail. I don't know if I'm, con- I don't think I'm connecting the two. 
we're, we're yeah. trying to connect some dots here that might not even be existing. Look, <laughs> if, if Trey yeah. Burton is active on Sunday, J.P. Holtz will spend the whole game on the bench. He's not going to see action at all. He's he's likely not going to see much action if Trey Burton's out. I you know I really believe that. So you know if Burton's out, you have to watch that though. I just was talking about mm-hmm. Shaheen. You have to watch Shaheen if he doesn't even have a bit of an uptick in uh, performance or in his playing time and snaps, then you, you can start to come to those conclusions. It, 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 right now, it looks like Kevin White. It really does, and I hate to make that comparison. Oh, come on. But it looks like that so far. And look, I, I, I want Shaheen to succeed. I still think he has the potential, but unless Matt Nagy's getting him involved and unless he stops dropping passes, we're, we just, we're not going to see it. But again, it, How again. How many this passes is, did he drop in week one? He got he dropped, he dropped like, one on like two one. Yeah, exactly. And two targets, though. I, mean, I, I, targets, I, I don't know if he had two targets. We had a limited number of targets. And look, I'm not writing off Sheen. I'm not. But I'm just saying, you just have to notice it because he, he, he's just not get, he's just not getting as involved as you think. And when Trey Burton's on the field, he's barely getting involved at all. So, uh, it, it, you know, it's just something to notice. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to make any more predictions about our guy, Shaheen. Uh, if, if you're yeah. listening, Adam, uh, another proud supporter of the podcast. I'm sorry. I, I just I hope for an a thousand yard season in the future, Adam. That's all I got to say. I think I think Adam Sheen is still a very big part of this program. I think he's still program. I'm telling you, it's college. Uh, a yeah. very big part of this organization. There you go. If if they were going to sign an undrafted free agent and cut Shaheen, like again, I, I still think he has a ton of potential. Like. I don't know. We, I mean, we'll see what happens in week two. I, I think we see, especially Burns out. I think we see Shaheen involved a little bit more because we saw him get involved early in week one against the Packers. And then, you know, we've talked about how Nagy's play calling wasn't the best and he disappeared, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with Burton. And obviously I'm sure we'll discuss it later uh, in week two, but let's move on. Are you guys ready to move on to our week two predictions? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so, I'm so damn light for these predictions. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, let's, let's, let's get, get into Chris, it. Let's, let's get Chris on the show first. We think we think Chris, Chris is coming in. Yeah, is he coming in? Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. Let's see here. Here, let's see if we can add him in. This is not getting cut, by the way. We are waiting for Chris Nano to join the show. He just said he got home, so Chris <laughs> yeah. Nano has joined the program. Let's go. Hello. Is- hey. Hello. What's up, boys? What's up? Sorry about right. the, the drag. You just- out with some family. You just missed hey, some heated up? discussion with, right, uh, with Nano, Jake and you, Kevin. Nano, <laughs> your thoughts on Adam Shaheen and his future with the organization? Oh, he's done for. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, wow. All right. That's the opposite of what me and Kevin is. Oh, right. my God. Would you like to explain? Would you like to explain? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's in his third year as well, um, just like Mitch. And I feel like I mean, Mitch has at least shown us something. I, 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 as much as you know, I've kind of turned on him. I guess you can say, but he's shown us things. Um, as, far as, Adam, as far as Adam Shaheen goes, I mean, I know we've mentioned it the last couple podcasts, but he's literally done nothing. So, I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I, I feel like it could be like similar to the Kevin White situation where they just kind of just let him <laughs> oh, go. Oh come on! That's hilarious. I said the same thing, Chris. I said the same exact thing. <laughs> Yeah, All right, yeah. Chris, I mean, all right, Chris, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Shaheen, I still think he has potential, and I think he's still an athletic freak, but I think he hasn't gotten a fair shot because of injuries. Ankles, backs, like you really can't come back from those in a quick turnaround. It takes a lot of time. So I yeah. think that 
he stayed healthy this preseason for the most part, and he's gone into week one. I think that in week one, he made that really nice catch. He dropped another one. That's true. But, you know, two targets, that doesn't really show how much you can do. If Burton's out in week two, and also you can answer this question, do you think Burton's going to play in week two? But I think Shaheen is in, is primed for a bigger role. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I With him, it's kind of hard to judge it because I, I feel like with Kevin White, we kind of all knew that he was very good. Um, like, And we were just kind of waiting for something to happen, and he would just always get hurt. But with Adam Shaheen, I mean, it's hard. Like, we, we really haven't seen anything. So it's kind of hard to, you know, even if he stays healthy, like, how productive will he really be, you know? Um, it's just something that that's, you know, I've been thinking about. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of see your point, And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it does end up happening to where, you know, he has a semi-breakout year and we end up keeping him or, and whatnot. But I, I just personally can't see it, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Do you think Burton plays against the Broncos this week? I don't think he does, no. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're two and two, right? Josh, you didn't think he plays either? Yep. I, don't, I just, I just, I give up trying to count on him. I, yeah. I, I'm we're two and two. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've definitely beat that horse. And speaking <laughs> of horses, let's go to the Broncos preview. Hey, good transition. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, um, let's let's do our predictions, and then we will we'll talk about the game and what what what's going to happen. Yeah, so let's do I, it. I am still because last week I said uh, I said a win. I'm going to stick with a win, and I I think we're going to get it. Score? Oh no, I don't do scores because I'm not smart enough to do scores. What no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Know. <laughs> I haven't thought about. I haven't thought about it at all. All right. All right. If, uh, if nobody has any qualms, I'll go next. Um, Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I originally said in our season preview that the Bears would lose this game. I am flipping it. I am changing <laughs> my prediction. Um, I, I did say that. the Bears would win against the Packers, and I was wrong. And then I said they would lose against the Broncos. I am changing that. I think that this Bears team is motivated. I think that they know you know, how flat they came out against Green Bay. I think they know that they disappointed a lot of people, including themselves, including coaching staff. I think Mitch comes out and is a lot more efficient. I think Nagy changes the play calling. I think we see a lot more David Montgomery. I think we see a lot more Anthony Miller. Uh, I think we see, you know, and I said this, I said this before, Nagy tried to be the smartest guy in the room against the Packers. I think he stops that. I think he goes back to basic, goes back to what works. And I think we see a win this week. I will say that the Bears win this game 28-17. to 17. Um, So, yeah, I am actually going to do the same thing as Jake. I'm going to switch my prediction from a loss to a win. Um, only because, I mean, I, I just think the Bears are too good to fall to 0-2. Um, I, I kind of almost feel like, in a way, I mean, they're backs are against the wall i mean I, I i just can't see this team falling to zero and two especially after all the hype and whatnot it's just they're, they're too talented to not figure it out in my opinion um and you know it's it's playing the broncos in denver is obviously never easy um but you know the bears are a better team um and you know i had i had them beating the packers and losing to the broncos but since they already lost to the Packers, I'm just going to have them winning this game. And I do actually think they will. Um, I've been thinking about it 
you know, a little bit more and just, you know, breaking everything down. And, and I just think the Bears are, are a little bit too good. Um, so I'm going to take the Bears. Um, I'm going to say 24-17 Bears. Nice. Look, I am over the week one overreactions. I'm done with it. I'm throwing it all out the window. I, I, I've had enough. I've had enough. We've been waiting eight days at this point. When it comes Sunday, it'll be 10 days from the Thursday night debacle, depression, whatever you want to call it. I'm done with it. And and, and it, it, quite frankly, the Bears are going to come out and shatter everything. They're going to they're, they're just going to, you know, say, look, everything you said after week one. Screw it. We're going to come out here and I got them winning 28 to three. Uh, they're, they are just they are. I, I'm, I'm calling a full blowout. I mean, if you come on. Joe Flacco, I said this in the season prediction episode. Sure, he had an okay game against the Raiders. Yeah, he threw the ball nine times, but come on, this Bears defense is just gonna is just gonna go crazy. They they they. I mean, I talked about this with Chris on the uh, review episode after the Packers game. The culture that the Bears have, the guys that they have in this locker room. You think Akeem Hicks is going to walk out in the field and let the team go 0-2? You think that Khalil Mack is going to let this team go 0-2? No chance. Trubisky is going to write off all the haters. He's going to throw for four touchdown passes. Yes, I'm calling it. They're going to establish the run game. It's going to be the Bears are back. The Super Bowl is back on. Screw your power rankings. Screw uh, whatever you want to say. Counting the Bears out. Under seven wins. Get out of here with that. Bears are back. Win against the Broncos 28-3. Let's go. Somebody cool this man off. Somebody pour some ice water on this man. He is I, I, he is on fire right now. I love the Kevin and Jake the Kevin and Jake rants that we get every now and then. <laughs> They're pretty great. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna name our position groups, and I want you to tell me. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say who's 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 up, and I want you to tell me who wins that battle. So, for example, I'm gonna say Jake O line. Who wins the battle? Our O line or their or their defense. So I'll always be talking about our, our position group. And then uh, um, do they win will... the battle against their defensive line? Okay. So it's our offensive line against the Broncos defensive line. Correct. Yep. Um, I will still take the bears offensive line. I think there's no way they can be as inconsistent or the miscommunication can translate into week two. I get it. Von Miller and uh, Nick Chubb or yeah, Nick Chubb, right? No, no, no. Um, uh, Brad, it's Bradley? Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Chubb. My bad, my bad. That's not me. That's not me. Um, but I think there's no way that, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, they're there. But it's just, you know, James Daniels might have had some week one jitters, first time at the position. There's no way I think this inconsistency continues. You know, this is a well-paid unit between Cody Whitehair and Kyle Long, Charles Leno, even Bobby Massey is getting his bread a little bit. Um I, I think there's no way that this unit, this well-paid unit, this a top-tier unit in my eyes, especially last year they were a top-tier unit. I don't think they continue. I think they've worked on it a lot in practice. They had an extended layoff. I think they hold it together. Yeah, you'll probably see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb cause a little bit of havoc, you know, because but they're upper-tier defenders. They're upper-tier linemen, rushers, linebackers. You know, these guys are top of tippity top of the iceberg. I think they cause a little trouble, but I think the offensive line, I'll take the edge over Denver's off, off, uh, defensive line as a whole. Okay, so that's not the answer I thought I was going to get, so we're going to go around. All right, and- sorry, Josh. <laughs> let's, let's hear what everybody else has to say. So our O-line against their, their defensive line. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. 
Uh, I'm also going to agree. Bears O-line. Look, Bradley Chubb yeah. and Von Miller were held to zero sacks against the Raiders. Zero sacks. Something's not right. Look, the rest of their defense around them, is, it's average at best. I mean, they have Derek Wolf and Chris Harris, who's a secondary player. But look, people forget that uh, week one was the first time James Zanos was snapping Mitch Trubisky in a regular in a regular season game. And I think that has an effect. Sure, there was no snap issues, but as far as the camaraderie, and I don't know if that's the right word to use there, but just, you know, the whole, no, right. uh, you know, just the O-line in general, you know what I mean? It, like, just having those guys in different positions, it, it, it's not easy to come out there and just thrive like that week one, uh, especially when you don't get reps in the preseason. So I think that improves. Like on paper right now, looking at what both teams did in week one, it's interesting because both both units that you're bringing up, the the Broncos defensive line and the Barrett's offensive line had really bad weeks in week uh, one. So I, I just think that both sides are going to prove. Sure, I think Bradley Chubb and Von Miller will have a sack. Yes, I, I do think they will record a sack. But in the overall scheme of the game, though, you know, in the overall, I, I got to go with the Bears O-line. I, I just don't. They have too many talented players, too many Pro Bowl caliber players to let that happen two weeks in a row. And Chris, where are you right. over this? Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I, I do think, um, I, I mean, I do think that the Broncos defensive line is going to have some success for sure. Just because, I mean, Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, you don't have two guys as talented as that on the same team, on the same, in the same position group. Um, if you look around the league, there aren't too many, you know, duos like that. So um, I definitely think they're going to, they're going to cause a lot of problems for this Bears offensive line. But um, I am expecting Nagy to, to make some adjustments and hopefully uh, maybe even get, get Trubisky to get the ball out sooner um, and, and put the ball in the hands of our, of our playmakers. So, um, I'm going to go with our offensive line just because, like Jake said, I, I mean, it's just it's a very good group. Um, and that's really the only thing there is to say about them. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we saw it all of last year, how, how they're very they were gelled and they were they were working together very, very nicely. So um, I'm going to have to give the edge to the Bears offensive line. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos defensive line has a has a stellar game as well. Tough look for Josh. Three answers. That yeah, want. yeah, I know. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting because we did get we we are coming off a week that where we were very sad. But week two, they've they've all had their chance to improve. But also, the Broncos have their chance to improve as well. And I just I don't see keeping Von Miller down, and I don't see keeping um, Bradley Chubb down in that that line. I don't know. There's just there's our argument is we have too much talent on the line. That's my argument for them. Like they have too much talent to just keep them down. And I, I as much as we, uh, let's say, let's say everybody else is great, but Bobby Massey is still the right tackle. And I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm not saying he can take, I'm saying that he can't, he's not better than Von Miller. And so that's all I'm, yeah. all I'm saying. Okay. Let's not uh, act like Massey's a bad tackle though. Like, no, we, no, 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 no. He gave him an extension because he's, Top half he's earned it. Game. He's earned it. Yeah, I'm just saying I, he's not uh, better than Von Miller. I I just want to throw something out there real quick. I'd be really surprised if you see a lot of one-on-one matchups with Massey and Von Miller. I, I I I just can't see that happening at all. Um, yeah. like Jake said, I mean he's not a bad tackle, but Von Miller's just different level. Um, I I I doubt we'll see many one-on-one matchups. Um, for Von Miller. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we can move on. Uh, our wide receivers against their DBs. Uh, Chris, start us off. 
our wide receivers against their DBs. I'm gonna have to go with our wide receivers. Um, this this one is not very close uh, for me. Uh, Chris Harris is probably their only good cornerback as of right now because <laughs> I, I don't think Bryce Callahan will play. Um, yep. He's been I think I, I don't remember what the injury is, but he's been um, he's been fighting something for a couple weeks now. Um, so I don't think he'll play. Bradley Roby is also gone. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think they're a very good, um, they're a very good group and, you know, I'll take our wide receivers any day, uh, as long as Mitch is, is doing what he's supposed to and just putting it in their hands and letting them do their job, letting them do their job. Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree there as well. I, you know, you, again, you, you mentioned the main matchup, which is Chris Harris versus Allen Robinson, but you saw Allen Robinson get open a ton against the Packers. And, and he should have honestly had 150 plus yards and a touchdown if Mitch was going through his reads correctly and, and had seen him wide open on some of those plays. But then you look in to their other cornerbacks and you look in their slide and you say, who's really going to be guarding Anthony Miller there? If Bryce Callahan's out, I like Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel to have a few big downfield plays as well so i'm definitely going uh bears wide receivers here again i think i think if mitch just goes through his reads finds the open guy which i think there will be uh due to the lack of defensive talent for the broncos i'm going with the bears wide receivers and jake i'm still taking the bears wide receivers uh <laughs> i'll be a little nicer than chris was this is still a talented uh backfield for the broncos or rather defensive backfield for the broncos but I will still take, I think Allen Robinson showed a lot in week one. I think we're going to see a lot more of Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel in week two. I think David Montgomery is going to be a bigger part of the passing game. But really what this comes down to is how do we feel about Mitch Trubisky against the Broncos defense, specifically the defense backfield? I feel pretty good. I think, uh, I think Mitch Trubisky calms down. I think he's had this extended layover to think about what messed up. I thought his mechanics and his footwork were relatively good. Sure, when the blitz was coming, he rushed it a little bit maybe. But honestly, and this might be a little takey, but I think the Packers have a better defensive backfield than the Broncos do. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I mean, with Adrian Amos back there, they have an elite back <laughs> Defensive back uh, team. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying there because I, I, I think Josh, tr- Josh, try to hold your laugh in a little bit more, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, our running back crew gets their inside linebackers. Somebody, somebody um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Look, I, I, we're not being biased here. Their linebackers are just not very good so i'm taking the bears running backs and and i know this is again everyone's gonna say oh what about last game when the bears running backs had you know 60 total yards on x amount of carries and they looked horrible look the 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 bears are going to commit to the run this week and if that doesn't happen that will be shocking i'd say they're going to commit to the run and they are going to go off uh you're going to see Tariq cohen get carries Tariq cohen's a guy that not even some of the best linebackers in the league could cover him in space. Uh, David Montgomery is going to get the rock a lot. And Mike Davis, we know he showed a little bit of things, but again, the, the you know, what the Broncos present uh, from a defensive standpoint at the linebacker position is not intimidating, but even if they, even if they have a nice game, if you're pounding the rock 30 plus times, which I think the bears will, it's not going to matter where the defense down. Um, and, and I think the bears are going to commit to the run and have a successful game. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely think Nagy's going to make uh, the run a point of emphasis this week um, just because, you know, he basically got chewed out by every Chicago sports fan there is. But um, people were not happy with, with the game that he called last week. So I definitely think he'll make it a, a point of emphasis. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, we, we there is a lot of talent in our backfield. Let, let's be honest. I mean, Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, even Mike Davis, you know, showed some some decent things last week. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go with our running backs. I know it sounds like we're being very biased, but, um, these are all just this hundred percent thoughts, unbiased thoughts, um, that, that were given off. So yeah, I'm taking the bears running backs here. And then last our tight ends. Um, are we finally going to give the Broncos a, a check here? Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, are you talking like tight ends versus their defense in general or just like versus their linebackers or, or what do you mean? Like just tight ends versus their defense or our tight ends I, versus I guess their so. tight ends? I, I would say they're tight ends against their inside linebackers, but uh, I mean, tight ends are used in so so many different ways. I don't even know how. Even to, know I guess the Broncos their safety. <laughs> well, well I mean, not, yeah, not I don't our, blame you for that. Not our tight ends against their tight ends. Um, our tight ends against their inside linebackers or our tight ends compared to their safeties or whoever would be matching up against their our, our tight end. Um, I mean, if Burton plays, I feel like you could give the edge to the Bears. Um, but, I mean, if if he doesn't, I, I, I kind of have to go – I kind of have to go with it as a wash. I mean, uh, the – yeah, like I, I don't really see too much of an argument either way, just because um, both sets of groups are pretty unproven without Trey Burton. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I would say it's a wash if if I can answer it with that. Is that a, is that a viable answer, Josh? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just go with that then. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the tight ends. Look, I, I think Trey Burton's going to play. We mentioned that earlier. And, you know, th- th- it's just, I mentioned it last time too. It, it's sad, but Trey Burton is needed for this offense to thrive. You saw him play pretty much, I think he played all 16 games last year. Uh, and, you know, the offense was relatively good for most of those. Eagles doesn't play, terrible offensive performance. Packers doesn't play, terrible offensive performance. From the sample size that we have, it's kind of showing that we need Trey Burton. Look, this is a very interesting uh, thing to notice here. Um, kind of going off track, but I, I watched a guy named Adam Lethko on Bleacher Report, and he was talking with a guy about personnel groupings. He said... The Bears ran 20 personnel for a third of the game. So what that means is they ran two running backs, four wide receiver, no tight end sets, a third of the game. They ran that six times all of 2018. So I think that just goes to show how much they really value their tight ends. Um, and, and, and I think when Trey Burton is out there, they it, it just makes all the difference. And it, it, not only him, but the rest of the offense thrives. So to answer the question, I, I think the Bears tight ends are going to win that matchup. Um if Trey Burton plays, if not, I, you know, I might have to go with the Broncos just because we know what it's like without Trey Burton, but I think he plays and I think, uh, it, it makes the difference and, and the bears tight ends beat out those Broncos, uh, uh, inside linebackers. If I may. Go ahead. I think that I'm going to decide with Chris. I think this is a wash because I think we're going to, you know, I think we're under, uh, underestimating how much Vic Fangio knows this offense and knows how much the Bears like to play over the middle. Uh, I think we're going to see Von Miller drop back a couple times. And, you know, Von Miller, we know him as a pass rusher. We know him as a sack artist. 
but he's pretty good in coverage too. You know, he can handle himself over the middle. He's Von Miller's an elite athlete. Um, you know, Chubb is probably someone they're going to send to rush rather than cover. I think Von Miller is the person they're going to send to cover over the middle. I think this is a wash, regardless of if Burton plays or not. But I, I think Fangio knows to try and take away that middle from the Bears. All right. So according to you guys, we're just going to absolutely destroy this game. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, in I, I, I'm in on it. Let's go. Yeah, Warpath, I'm in. Baby. I like, like I, I mean, we look, everyone right now, I, I would say among experts or whatever they want to call themselves, uh, their predictions right now are pretty much split. There are a lot of people out there who have the Broncos winning this game because they are, oh, such a good record at home in the first two weeks, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm so done with the trends and the overreactions of week one. And look, the Bears are just a better team. I don't care about your elevation. I don't care about your dang trends, about how good they are in week two in the early week of the season at home. The Bears are just too good to allow them to lose this game. They're going to come out here and look, look, you could argue that they needed to be humbled as well. You could argue they need to be humbled as well in week one. There was a lot of talk. Now they kind of know where they're at. Come out here and prove yourself and, and blow them out of the water. Yeah, go off, King. Yeah, I'm going off because I'm so <laughs> sick of Twitter and, and the overreactions, and we haven't been able to get away from it for 10 days. And finally, on Sunday, look, if, if the Bears bomb again, oh, my God, you know, then, then that's an issue. But I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to show them who they really are, show them their true colors. Big dub. Big dub. No, I agree. I agree. The, the, the negativity on Twitter is annoying. But at the same time, they <laughs> – we deserved every bit of the negativity. Like, I don't know. Like, that was just... Okay, last, last year, um, when we lost week one, I, I was still hopeful. Like, there was, there was things to be hopeful for after that game. Like, watching Khalil Mack just absolutely destroy and then blah, blah, blah. And, like, uh, even Trubisky had his moments of shining. Like, Allen Robinson had a ridiculous catch. Um, just, Josh, just... I'll say this to that, though. The, the Packers' defense this year was a lot different. Like this Packers defense was a much, much improved from last year. I agree. No, no, no. So where, where I'm going with that is after week one, like I have nothing to boast about after watching that other than the defense, which, which we've all done. We've all on Twitter, you see it over and over again. Our defense is really, really good. But like this week one, the only reason you're seeing so much negativity is there's nothing to say positive. <laughs> like I, you have literally nothing. Like I can't think of one thing where I'm just like, okay, maybe. That looked, other than David Montgomery looked like a baller. Allen Robinson? The defense? I, no, no, no. That's what I said. I said we still have the defense, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On offense. I mean, Allen, yes. Allen Robinson, okay. He had 100 yards. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Now, not even being um, – or I don't know. Wrong word. Uh, I'm not even being uh, sarcastic. Um, I think he did really well. I just – other than other – than, I don't know. It was just really disappointing. Um, I think that's I, from a negative person to on Twitter to, to Kevin. So I'm just trying trying to give him a, a perspective yeah, of know, just like I, I got nothing good to say. Like I I guess now I have a few things. I'll go on Twitter and I'll say some a few good things. <laughs> Josh is going to hype everyone up now for the next three days. Chris, <laughs> I, I have a question for Chris. Chris, it, you know it's Chris, been Chris, I don't know seven days since since we recorded that post uh, Packers podcast where you know you're kind of still heated. Are you a little bit over some of those things you said about Trubisky, or and what do you think about him going into the Broncos game? Um, man, 
Uh, man, you, you, guys, truth, you, man. You, you, you guys just want me to be the villain of, of this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys know I, I don't really hold back with what I say. But, I mean, I, I've definitely... That's why we need down. you. I, I, I've definitely calmed down if, since that was your, your question. If that was your question, I've definitely calmed down. But um, I just have a lot of doubts with him. Um, just uh, It's just little things that, that make me believe that he's just not it. It's It's... It's some of the some of the panic, some of the panicky, you know, plays that that there are. Some of the, the you know, just just poor decisions that that he shouldn't be making. It's it, it's you know, it's his third year, and and it's kind of things that that he should have cleaned up by now. Um, but I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna go as far as calling him a bust as of yet, or anything of that sort. Or I'm not even gonna say we should get rid of him. Um, a lot of a lot of what I say on Twitter is more emotional, is more emotion based than than factual. Um, and, and I, you know, that that's on me. I, I definitely do that a lot, but, um, I, I definitely think he can have success in this game though. Um, you know, kind of, you know, f- forwarding to a different topic, but, um, I definitely think he can come out and, and, you know, uh, f- make a better name for himself after that, that horrible game, because I mean, people are definitely, are definitely linking him to, to being a bust at, at this moment. So, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that that we 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 like hearing, but I mean, it's just the truth. Um, there are some things that he has to clean up, and you know, this is the week where he can do it. And you know, maybe he does turn things around. So, um, yeah, I, I've definitely calmed down a little bit. I'm uh, if that that was your question. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would like to uh, I would like to raise my hand here. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I just think I think we are all very emotional after the game, and I think as our our good friend. Aaron Lemming said after the game, you know, week one is a week for knee jerk reactions and for emotional reactions. Yeah. You know, after, after week one of last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick was QB three and Matt Ryan was QB 24. Like yeah. things change after one week. Um, to Chris's point, I think Mitch did look a little hurried. He looked a little scared even, but you know, it's week one. You've been hearing all this, promise and all this hype on you all off season. You feel like you got to deliver, you know, one week. Okay. You didn't do your best now week two, maybe he'll press a little bit more, but you know, he's more settled. He's like, all right, I can do this. I got this. I know who I am. My team believes. I mean, we got this, we can do this. Like, I, I just think that uh week one, isn't a good measuring stick for what our quarterback can do. Yeah. And I just want to make Chris feel a little better as, as <clears throat> since you are deemed the villain, I just want to let you know that I have, <laughs> I have snuck underneath the radar, uh, but I I was I did present the question um, over the summer. What if, what if Trubisky isn't as good as as we all hope he's going to be, and do we go out and get a quarterback um, next draft? Um, so I, I I don't want Chris to feel alone, and not only did I. Not not only did I say that, but I said it a long time ago. So this was when when he still had the hype and everything. So I, I mean, I've been thinking about it for a while, um, and it is blasphemy. And I I, I do <laughs> I do get that it's it's too early. And but I mean, year year three, I I want to I want to see something. Um, I would like to yeah. raise my hand again. Yeah, go, um, go ahead, sir. I am sick, and I touched <laughs> on this last year too. I am sick. So sick of seeing the, oh, the Bears straight up one spot to not draft Deshaun Watson uh, yeah. or Patrick Mahomes. I am so 
sick of it. Okay, yes. Would we like to have Deshaun Watson? Yes, of course. Deshaun Watson's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Would we like to have Patrick Mahomes? Yes, of course. He was an MVP last year. Listen, going into that draft, Deshaun Watson had an ACL injury and didn't know what we were coming out to. Going into that draft, Patrick Mahomes was coming out of Texas Tech in an air raid offense. The Bears made the safe pick. Sure, they could have taken a risk on Mahomes. But if Mahomes hadn't panned out with John Fox, can you imagine how broken Patrick Mahomes would be if he had a year under John Fox? He'd be cut already. Can you imagine the punishment Deshaun Watson would have taken under John Fox before the offensive line? He's taking more punishment in Houston. He's not going to last three more years. Yeah, oh, come no, on. He's, he's getting oh, beat up. On. No, no, no. Not not because he won't be good, but oh, I, I'm afraid it. wouldn't know that. You know, th- that wasn't that yeah, was an I issue. I see your point. I know where you're going, yeah. That was an issue. The Bears weren't ready to risk that after so many years of mediocrity. So they went with the safe yeah, pick, no. the guy who was durable. Sure, he only had one year of experience. But my point being that I'm so sick of hearing this. The past is the past. Yeah, Mitch is our no. guy. Can't go back in time. I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, no one has created a time machine yet. <laughs> does anybody else know if anybody's talking here? about it? Right? Uh, does, yeah. does, anybody, does anybody else know anybody that's created a time machine? Because I don't. Nope. I mean, every every time Mitchell Trubisky does something wrong or has a bad game, and Deshaun Watson, Patrick Holmes do right. good, it, it's going to come up. It, it, you, you know, it's going to come up. But as a fan, you, you just say that you just look at it and say, you know, screw it. This is this is our guy, and you right. just have exactly. belief in your guy. And you know, everyone had I'm all the belief before game one. Stick to that yep. belief. If he if he falters by week eight, we can start talking. But we're giving him time. I absolutely agree. I, I, I'm just I, sick I, of seeing the tweets. Like it's over. It happened. This is our yeah. guy. Back him. Let's go. Let's let's ride. Here we go. This is it. You can't trade for Patrick Mahomes. You can't trade for Deshaun Watson. You can't go back in time. This is it. I just dropped my phone. Back our guy. Let's go. This is the guy. Here we go. We're you with him. Drop your We're phone. backing up. You slammed your phone because you are uh, so I, passionate uh, about this. I, I don't have insurance on my phone. I absolutely did not slam. <laughs> uh, broke college, no, I, dude. I, I, I definitely I, did not slam my phone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Just, I, I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, uh, Jake brought it up a little bit but um you know it, it's it's funny now you know how, how everyone's saying oh they should have taken Mahomes they should have taken Watson but I mean I'm I'm willing to die on this hill but if you put Mahomes or Watson in the situation that Trubisky was in the first year I definitely think that would have stunted both Mahomes and Watson's growth um and you know I feel like the situation would have you know I wouldn't say identical but it would have been very similar just because you know can you imagine? Can you imagine if Pat Mahomes had to sit behind Mike Glennon for a yeah. year? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel like th- those are things that people don't pay attention to. It's just it's very easy to say the Bears should have taken Mahomes, the Bears should have taken Watson, whatever. Thank but, you. I mean, it, it's it's so it, it's it's just it's very stupid in my opinion. You know, everyone knows yep. sports sports don't work like that. Um, Uninformed. So it, it's just it is what it is. You know, as a fan. It's annoying. We just got to try to block it out and focus on on our team right now. Because, um, yeah, l- like like Kevin said, it's gonna get brought up a lot. It's gonna get brought up probably every damn week, to be honest. <laughs> but um, we're just gonna have to block it out because it's not gonna stop coming up anytime soon. So I, I said um, when we were doing the position battles and who was gonna win, the whole reason I was doing all that was just to. See, like, okay, we got all these check marks. Yes, we're going to win the battles here.
but it all comes down to the man that we've been talking about the past 10, 15 minutes, and that comes down to Mitch Trubisky and which guy are we going to get? Are we going to get the Tampa Bay Mitch Trubisky or are we going to get week one Packers <laughs> Mitch Trubisky? And, um, and I know we could blame Nagy, I know, but Trubisky really didn't give us anything either. So, I mean, he had 51 attempts to try to give us something or however many attempts it was. 45. 45 attempts to give us something and, and what I mean, he, anyways, we're not talking about that. So, um, I, it, it is interesting that on offense, our, our guys match up really well and we're going to, on paper, we look like we're going to win, but it all comes down to Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, and yeah. <laughs> no matter how, how many weapons you give somebody, it comes down to those two. What Josh is and, saying, and everyone, let's get down yeah, to our go ahead, Jake. We're just saying, let's get down to our predictions. All right, then, yeah. then tell me, what favorite. is your expectation for Trubisky? Well, what is a realistic expectation? Give me a stat line for, for, for week two. I said four All like right. three times there. Give me a stat line for week two. All right, so here we go. We'll get to our final predictions right now. Bears yeah. are two and a half point favorites. I'll put my Trubisky stat line in it. I think, I mean, I've said this already. I think Bears win 28-17. I think Trubisky is... 21 for 27. I think he goes for 200 plus. I think he has a, I think he has a touchdown. I think he has one touchdown, no interceptions. I think he gets us down to the goal line twice though. And I think he, two of those touchdowns get taken away by rushing touchdowns. I think he gets them down to the goal line though. Twice. Yeah. So I'm going to completely hop on that bandwagon. Everything everything that um jake said but the touchdown is to none other than anthony miller okay i like that <laughs> I, I, well, I'd, I'd hope so because we saw i mean he wasn't targeting against the packers so i hope he at least gets a catch in week two uh, i'll go uh mitchie chubisky 50 for 50 500 yards and seven touchdowns no i'm kidding i hope i hope but uh <laughs> actual you know actual 19 for 24, two touchdowns. Give me 280 yards. Uh, again, I, I mentioned that they're going to pound the rock. It's going to be balanced. It's going to be a balanced football game. So he's not going to light it up for 300 yards, but he's going to come out here and he's going to silence the haters. I, I do truly believe that um, what we saw uh, against the Packers was, it was all mental. His footwork was okay. Uh, it, it was all mental. He was flustered and he couldn't find the right read. Calm him down a little bit. He's not on primetime. He's not on one of the most historic games for the Bears in the past 20 years. He, he can just relax and be himself. When Mitchell Trubisky is himself, he goes off. When he's not thinking about anything, when he's just playing football like he knows how to play, he is a talented quarterback. We saw it against Tampa Bay. We saw it against the Lions. We saw it a numerous amount of times. When this kid is just himself, you know, don't worry about the external factors. Just play the game of football. He's something else. And I, and I think that's what we're going to see from him uh, in week two. Um, and then I'll go with, I see 19 for 29, uh, 200, I want to say 60 yards and probably a touchdown. Um, but I do have the bears scoring a defensive touchdown in this game. So, um, that'll be, that'll be factored into the mix, but yeah, two 19 for 29, 260 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm going to say this touchdown, you know what? I haven't made a prediction like this ever, I don't think. So I'm just going to say he's going to throw it to Javon Wims. Um, I, see Javon, <laughs> I, I see Javon Wims making a big play somewhere uh, during this game, and, and I'm hoping it's, it's for the touchdown. 
That's the beauty of predictions, man. You can just say whatever you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> Chris yeah. Nano coming in hot. Uh, nobody, nobody gave him an interception, which is interesting. But um, cool. No, no. I mean, he didn't throw one against the pack. I, I, he, I don't know. He's not gonna. Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh my god! Did I just I'm say a, that? Oh lord. Oh lord. See, that's see. No, this is great. That's how much I've forgotten about week one. I don't remember it at all. I've cleared it out of my brain. I've cleared it out of my mind. I I forgot about it. You know what? For all I could have cared, Mitch Trubisky threw for 900 yards against the Packers. That's what I remember from that game. We're moved on. You know, the 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 Bears community needs to move on, and and it starts against the Broncos. You know, positivity, folks. Um, We're done with the negativity. We're done with it. Yes, sir. Honestly, yes, I think sir. I like to end on that. Anybody got any final thoughts? I think we should end on that Kevin Lapka positivity note. <laughs> I, I was uh, no. I, I was honestly just thinking in my head this would be a great spot to end. Like literally. Yeah, let's do it, boys. <laughs> Josh, you got any final thoughts? Only final thought is we do we we do have Vic Fangio uh, to uh, go up against. No. Negative thought. Uh, we have we have not thought about we haven't talked about yeah, it. We didn't even mention it the, the entire. <laughs> It's entire show. Um, what I am, I don't even care about his knowledge of our team and all that good stuff. I'm jealous that he's actually talking during uh, press conferences. Like, what's that about? He's the head coach. He has to, to be know. fair. Yeah, I was have a choice. Say, to be fair, he's why is he saying words? <laughs> I'm just not used to this. No, that's my only yeah, thought. He, my only, my only take. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I really. I really don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I mean, it, 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 I don't, I don't care how much you can scheme, how much you know, good defensive schemes you put out there. The 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 player, the Bears have better players, right? It, it's a game of the players. The Bears have better players. Uh, you know, they're going to wear the defense down. Uh, with Dave Montgomery again, you know, when Vic Fangio was uh, the coordinator of the Bears, Cordell Patterson was not there. Uh, David Montgomery was not there. Mike Davis was not there. They're going to throw different things at him. I, I think Matt Nagy said in a press conference, they're running no plays that Vic Fangio knows. I think that oh, was sarcastic. He was kidding, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was yeah, kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope he's kidding. But yeah. nonetheless, they're going to throw different things at him, things that he has not seen. But at the same time, they're not going to get too cute. Run a halfback dive up the middle. Let Dave Montgomery play football. I don't care what Vic Fangio throws at him. You know, the players are going to play. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. If if yeah. if football is compared to chess at all, everybody knows what a rook can do. Everybody knows what a pawn can do. Everybody knows what a queen can do. Just because you know what the other pl- players or the plays are, doesn't mean you don't know what the coach is going to do. So I, I'm not concerned about Vic having the knowledge at all. And the Bears got that yeah, rook at um, David Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, I just want to add this really quickly. Um, I just want to I just want to add this really quickly. Um, you know, like literally exactly what Kevin said. At the end of the day, it comes down to the players. I mean, a coach can only do so much. He can help you out, you know, to the to the fullest potential. But you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to to the players on the field and if they're making the plays. And um, the Bears are just a better team. So um, that that's that's all there is to that. I agree with uh, Chris actually a lot. I think, you know, the Bears know they were coming in against Vic Fangio and they know that he was in their house a lot and that he would have a lot of knowledge about them. But I still think Bears win. Uh, Kevin, you know, the positive Bears fans, send us off, man. Well, folks, I mean, uh, I would just reiterate it. Week one is gone. We are 10 days removed. Forget about it. We are here. Week two. We are ready. All of the hate. Remember it. 
have it marked up in your notebook all of the things that the national media has been saying whether whether it's the bears are are not a good football team whether it's mr trubisky is not a good quarterback throw it all in the trash can because it all changes sunday 325 bears versus the denver broncos in denver we've all got the bears winning we've all got mitchell trubisky in a bounce back game and we've got the bears terrorizing this denver team uh to a nice victory bears one and one after week two what do you say boys let's go bear down i'm in i'm in all right we thank you for listening we will see you next week as always bear down Chicago.